This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Podcast Nation, what is up? My name is Hussein. I'm bringing you software engineering content everywhere, literally. Uh, this podcast is actually a snippet of a video that I am made on my YouTube channel on this amazing tech that's called HA Proxy, High Availability Proxy. This proxy, which is also a reverse proxy, which 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 you, you can do so much with this beast of a software that is open source, right? You have no idea. So I decided to make a video about it, just illustrating all the capability of this beast of a software. Uh, talk about uh, how you, from basic thing, the configuration, the installation, and then uh, the, the different components and architecture of this uh, software, like what is a front end, what is a backend? What is an ACL access control list? Things like uh, y- you can do with the proxy, such as uh, uh, sniff the data and change the path based on certain information. Like uh, if the host header is blah, serve this certificate. If you want to go to microservices, like microservices architecture, if you want to go to slash app one, go to these nodes if you go to slash app 2 go to these set of nodes and yeah app 2 is actually have more latency than app 1 so increase the timeout for app 2 and make the app 1 timeouts actually less oh my god so much powerful stuff i show also how uh, to enable https how to enable http2 because there's a lot of uh, misconception out there that HAProxy is not does not support HTTP2, so I decided to clarify that. So with that said, uh, I wanted to enjoy this podcast. I'm going to see you in the next one. HAProxy is a free open source software written in C that provides high availability, layer 4 and layer 7 load balancing and proxying. It has a reputation for being fast and efficient in terms of processor and memory usage. In this video, I want to go through the following. It's going to be a long video. I have so much good stuff for you guys in this course, right? I want to go through first the just the, how we do things today, like the current architecture and the desired architecture of things, like how do you how do we solve load balancing, right? Then I'm going to go through the HA proxy architecture, talk about uh, key concept and component that HA proxy have. And as I am talking, you're going to start seeing time code so you can jump in the interesting bit part of the video, guys. We're going to show how HA proxy can act as a TCP proxy and an HTTP proxy or a layer four proxy or layer 7 proxy which acts both as a tcp layer or as an application layer like http and a tcp layer like databases for example right 
Uh, we're going to show this cool concept called ACL, Access Control List, right? I'm going to talk about a little bit about the TLS and termination versus TLS pass-through because I found this very fascinating in HA proxy, right? And finally, we're going to go through an example, which is more the most interesting part. We're going to install HA proxy. We're going to do a little bit of basic configuration. We're going to enable HTTPS on HA proxy because like, we're, we, like, uh, we like to take it up a notch a little bit. Okay, I'm going to use Let's Encrypt. I'm going to use a no IP, which is like a free thing, right? You can do this today. You don't have to buy anything. You can do everything on your Mac. I'm going to do everything on my Mac. I'm not going to do a cloud architecture or anything. Everything, all the examples is on my Mac, right? If you have Windows, it also works too, okay? And then finally, I'm going to enable HTTP2 on HA proxy, which is something you can do, but it's not very clear out there. People tell you that, oh, HA proxy doesn't support HTTP2. No, that's not true, right? The latest version of HA proxy actually do that, which is version, I think I'm going to use 2.0, right? But yeah, finally, I'm going to summarize the whole thing. If you're, if you're interested, stay tuned. If you're new here, Welcome, my name is Hussein, and this channel will discuss all sorts of software engineering by example. So if you want to become a better software engineer, consider subscribing and hit that bell icon so you get notified every time I upload a new video. With that said, let's just jump into HA proxy, guys. All right, so here's the current architecture, right? Before any load balancing or anything, you have a beautiful application here, right? It's probably running just vanilla HTTP maybe an REST API that you built on Express or Django, whatever, right? And that is hitting a database on the backend, could be Postgres, could be MongoDB, could be anything else, right? And then you have your clients and you give them this ugly URL that has a port in it. And you say, okay, I want to get the employees, right? And when you do that, I don't know if you noticed, what happened is we're going to hit the server and then that server hits the database, right? And then you will get the server will respond with a representation of the database results, which is usually REST. That's what the representation stands for. Usually this is JSON. You get back the JSON, then you ask another question, poof, poof, hit the database, right? Get back the result. If you hit it again, same thing, right? That's the current architecture. We all know it, right? The problem is like we have one central point of failure where this server is overloaded with all these beautiful requests, right? What do we do? Here's what we want to do. We spin up multiple servers with your application, and that's very easy recently. And we have shown how to spin up multiple versions of your application on different ports using Docker. Just like, literally, just spin up another thing, and you have a, a version of your application, a copy. That's amazing, guys, right? I'm going to reference the video there how we did that, right? Because we're going to use that, okay? So we have now a version of your application running 3001, 3002, 3003, and they are exactly the same. They're hitting the same exact database, right? And you put HA proxy on top of this thing, okay? And HA proxy have two pieces of components. The back end, which you configure, says, hey, HA proxy, I have these three servers on the back end. 0, 0, 1, 2, and 3, okay? I want you to load balance these things. And you have you can you have no idea how much configuration you can do on the back end, guys. It's amazing. What we want to do on the back end is this. I'm communicating on vanilla unencrypted HTTP. But on the front end, that's what it's called a front end. I want to listen on port 443. I want this to be secure. I want this to be certificates and all that jazz, right? And I want to use H2 because why not? Because we're fancy like that, okay? And you, if you want to make a request now, look at what happened, right? You make a deploy request, you make a request, it goes to this server, 
right? And you get back the representation. If you make another request, it goes to another server, right? If you make another request, it goes to the third server. And this algorithm is called round robin. And, and we're going to show how we can change the algorithm, which is pretty cool-ish, guys. All right? So that's what we designed. That's what we're going to build here, okay? There will be no databases in our car, but you get the idea. It should be a very, very simple and straightforward application, okay? Let's just jump into it. Okay, so as we said, this is the front end. This this part is the front end, right? And this part is called the back end, right? This and this is very key in in HA proxy. And pretty much all all uh, proxies have this concept. There's a back end, anything behind you. There's a front end, anything in front of the HA proxy or the proxy, right? right? HA proxy architecture. Let's talk about these little bit of things, right? So there is a concept of a front end, and we're going to talk about some configuration that are very specific to HA proxy here, okay? So a front end, anything in the front of HA proxy, usually this is where the HA proxy listens to, which ports of HA proxy listens to. Hey, I'm listening to port 80, for example, or 443, okay? And clients communicate with that front end, essentially, okay? And when they communicate with that front end, right that's where the ha proxy exposes these ports right and there's some of the configuration that you can do on the front end there's a timeout client let's talk about that one right because we're going to use all of these in, in our configuration when we get to the example right so timeout client is like how long how how long do you want me to wait before i can disconnect the client if it's not doing anything right because when you when the client like a mobile phone connects to a share proxy right establish a tcp connection right and when you do that it's a stateful tcp connection that is alive that's living right and when when you do that usually this is memory consumption right imagine you have ten thousand of those right so timeout client will allow a share proxy to disconnect that tcp connection if the client is not is idle. It's not doing anything. It's like, hey, if if the client didn't do anything in one minute, kill it. The client is dead for me, right? Very useful timeout. That's why you have to specify these timeouts. So that's front end because remember, front end, the clients connect to me, the front end. The bind, which probably I should have mentioned this first. The bind is which port and which IP and which interface are you listening to, right? On on the front end and the share proxy. Hey, I'm listening to port 80. Hey, I'm listening to port 443. So all the clients connect to port 80 or 443, right? 443 for HTTPS, 80 for insecure stuff. ACL that you can do here, and you can, I don't believe you can do ACL on the back end, right? Might be wrong. But on the front end, you can do, hey, access control list, right? That means, hey, if the client is going through slash admin, I don't want it to go through that path, right? Or throw in, if the page does is not found, throw a page at 404, okay? Something like that. So you want to do some conditionals on your front end. It's like, hey, if this, if this uh, uh, client coming from this country, block this guy, right? I don't want anyone accessing from this country, right? This content. Let's say you're building Netflix and this particular uh, slash, I don't know, the morning show, the morning show is not on Netflix. It's an Apple TV, but sure. <laughs> yeah, so you, you don't want anyone from Asia to access the morning show, right? You want only from America. You can do this on front end with ACLs, right? Something like that, okay? Back end, 
anything behind the proxy. And usually you can do this. Like, this is a logical backend. I'm going to create a backend called everything, all my nodes, right? And uh, you can you can specify multiple servers on the backend. I forgot the actual uh, most important thing, which is the server property, okay? The server property tells you how many, so what is the server that is in the backend, right? And this is the beauty of this. You can specify server one, server two, server three, and you can start doing balance and all that jazz, right, on the backend. So a front end also connects always to a backend. You have to specify which backend you want me to connect to, right? And this become more. This will going to become more clear as we go through, guys, right? So essentially, if I specify a front end, I I can specify a default backend, like hey. Anything connect to always this backend, right? But you can specify a backend with with a set of servers, like server one, server two, server three, right? Running application one, right? And server two, uh, server like nine, eight, uh, eight, nine, ten, running application two, and that's another backend. You can create two backends, right? And you can say, hey, if the user doing an ACL slash app one is trying to access app one, take them to this backend. If they're trying to access app two, take them to this backend. And we're going to show that in example, guys. Okay. And uh, what kind of properties you can do in the backend? You can, you cannot bind to anything because you're not really listening, right? So you're just basically forwarding stuff to the backend, right? So you can specify the server. Timeout connect, right? This is a very important thing. You are in the backend now, guys. So the HA proxy is connecting to your backend servers, these Express, these Django servers, okay? And when they try to connect, when HA proxy is trying to connect, how long do you want HA proxy to wait before it gives up connecting? Because it's connecting, right? It's a client. HA proxy is now a client trying to connect to your backend. Do you want it to just wait forever? Bad idea right so you want this to be as minimal as possible it's like hey make it it's like in 300 milliseconds if you couldn't connect kill it this server is probably dead right this backend is probably dead okay use another one another one did you call it time out server okay here's an interesting one right so if you're connecting in the backend you're having like a this backend application running on port 7777 and this is like a huge application that i mean if you make a request to this application it's going to take long time right i don't know it's crunching some uh, machine learning stuff right and uh, it's doing some training if you do that you're synchronously waiting so the back end how long do you want ha proxy to wait for a response from that back end from back end server do you want me to wait for 10 seconds 30 seconds one minute one hour okay that's a probably good idea to, to specify these numbers but you might say no hussein this backend should take 30 milliseconds to execute this application if it's taking more than 30 i want to know i want to time out right i want the proxy to kill that connection because that is bad right that application app too for example supposed to query and immediately give me the results right if it's taking a long time i want to know about it. i want a log that tells me that hey time out please so all this nice configuration guys and balance we're going to have multiple servers to play with, right? In, the, in a given backend. How do you want me to balance them, right? Default, if you don't specify that, that's round robin. Round robin, you guys like, one, two, three, one, two, three, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, three. Ah, chandelier. Okay. Round robin is like a one, two, three, one, two, three. Just like literally, just like jumps from one server to another. 
So yeah, that's what it does, right? So round robin, very simple stuff, default stuff. You can always use it. You can always rely on it. Least connection. We, we talked about this TCP full state, full connections, right? They are both on the client and on the server. How do you want me to connect to these things? As you start connecting and establishing these stateful connection, you can tell HAProxy to say, hey, you know what? I want to connect to the least, to the connection to the server with the least amount of TCP connections that it has, right? And you might say, how though? How how if we're using round robin, then isn't 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 that gonna be balanced? Not really, because some requests are gonna take more time than other requests. Some some requests will will stay alive longer. So you wanna hit another server that has the least number of connections, right? And obviously there is another thing called source. So like that means it's just if you make a request, right? You want to always go to a specific server, and that's called a sticky sticky session, essentially, right? If you're coming from this IP, the HA proxy takes a hash of this IP and then does a consistent hashing and hits one of the server. And every time every request comes from that IP address, it's gonna always go to that server, right? And some people like that. I personally think it's a bad idea, right, to stick to a server. But sometimes you really need to, right, to do that, like. Okay, all my stuff, my application is a stateful application, right? The moment I put stuff on the server, on the memory of the server, I expect it to be there. So I'm, I'm, I'm bad like that, right? I'm doing it for my own reason. Just please connect me always to that machine, right? So that's the source algorithm, okay? HAProxy architecture, let's continue. Multiple front end, you can have multiple front ends, you can have multiple back ends. And this is a, a re, there's a really good use case. I'm not going to go through it in this video, but there is use cases where you can put actually multiple front ends listening on a different port, right? And Varnish is actually one example of this, right? You can have, you can have HAProxy listening on port 443 as a front end, call it HTTPS only, for example, and then put another front end listening on port 80, right? That's the vanilla an encrypted one, okay? And you can have Varnish, which is a reverse proxy, connect to the HA proxy unencrypted one because Varnish only supports HTTP backends. It's unencrypted in the free version. The, in, the, in the pro version, Varnish actually, the HTTP accelerator, supports uh, SSL backends. So you can have Varnish connects to the HTTP front end in HA proxy, which is allowed, right? And then you can have HA proxy forward all the requests from the HTTP unencrypted front end to the secure encrypted back end, which turns around and connect to the HTTPS HA proxy front end because it's just, it's like loops it on itself. And then you can just can communicate and resume the connection and encrypt it. Okay. Yeah, a front end can bind to one or more ports. That's totally normal. Okay, and you can have two front ends bind to do two different ports as well. Okay, a front end connects to a back end, right? Always, all of the time, right? And you can have two two front end as we explained, right? You can have front end listens to uh, port eighty, and that forwards to an HTTPS back end, right? And that HTTPS back end is actually nothing but the HA proxy itself, right? So it will connect to itself and will. Oh, fine. Hey, I have. I do have a front end called HTTPS on port four four three. So let me connect to that, and then we'll just resume the connection. Let's talk about modes a little bit. TCP and 
HTTP moods, right? So HR proxy is one of those fewer proxy that actually supports layer four and layer seven proxying. What the heck does that mean? It means that when, when you play at the TCP layer, you have very few things to work with. You have the IP address. You can see the IP address and you can see the port and that's set. You cannot see anything else. You can see the IP address you're coming from. You can see IP address you're going to. And that's pretty much it. You cannot see the content. You cannot trust looking at the packets because they do not make any sense at that layer. Okay. Layer four, right there. You cannot see, you cannot do rerouting. You cannot do header rewrites, any of that stuff. Right. And there's a benefits of doing that. There's uh cons of doing that as well so that's the word the layer seven layer four tcp proxy right layer seven which is the http proxy works at the layer seven that means it can actually whoa it can look at the data it can see oh you're going to actually slash search slash this right or search slash app one slash app two you're going to that thing oh i can read this stuff right so you can do some very clever maneuvering especially with microservices Layer 7 proxy is almost a must, right? But here's the bad thing about layer 7 proxy, right? Layer 7 has to look at the data. To look at the data, if you're using TLS, you got to decrypt that thing, okay? And if you're decrypting, that means you're terminating the TLS. That means your proxy is looking through your data. Maybe you're okay with that, but you just, just so you know, the HA proxy layer, Nginx, Pretty much caddy, I think. All of those stuff look through your data. Okay. So if you don't, if you don't trust your proxy for some reason and you only you have a backend that is secure, okay, and that has a certificate, and you just want the proxy to actually do a low load balancing and round robin, right? And you don't want it to look, you don't want it to reroute, don't want any of that stuff. Use a layer four proxy because it will do SSL pass through. I'm going to talk about that, right? It will not terminate the TLS, right? So you can play with TCP and HTTP. I'm going to talk about that in examples. Access control list conditionals that applies to the to reroute the traffic. Hey, if you're going to this endpoint, I want you, for example, to block that, right? If someone going to admin through HA proxy, they are not allowed to go to this endpoint. I just want to block them. Admin access has to go through the server directly, for example. Meh. Just want to make my own rules. You can start pulling all these beautiful rules, guys. If if you're going to app one slash app one, go to this backend. If you're going to this uh, to app two, go to this backend, to these servers, right? And you can do so much clever stuff. ACL can also be applied at the uh, not just uh, as a as a HTTP mode, which is layer seven. You can apply it to the layer four mode. You might say, Hussein, if I'm a layer four, I don't see any data. Why is this useful? Well, you can do some basic stuff. It's like, hey, I can look at the IP at least. That's useful. People coming from Asia, I want them to go to this backend, which is all servers going in the Asia, right? It's old Asian. I don't know, in Singapore somewhere, right? And if someone coming from America, I want the back end to go through, I don't know, these servers that are in, in North Virginia, okay, and so on. So it's really cool for microservices. So talk a little bit about TLS termination, TLS pass-through, very powerful concepts, right? To do TLS termination, sometimes very useful, right? The front end is TLS, the back end is HTTP, right? 
how the heck can you communicate to then HTTP if you're HTTPS? That's impossible, right? You've got to terminate the TLS and finish the communication in a pure unencrypted way because your backend is, is unsecure, right? Sometimes this is a bad idea, but this is what will happen, right? TLS termination is, 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 is a necessary evil. You need to terminate the TLS because I need to look, right? Because what I need to do is I need to look at your data. I need to look at your headers. I need sometimes to rewrite your headers like varnish, right? I need to cache, right? If you, you want me to cache, don't you? If you don't want me to cache, I can't, I can't, I, I have to look at your data, right? And here's the thing. It requires a certification because you want to terminate the TLS. That's your final destination as a client. The client connects to HA proxy and it terminates the TLS. It says, yo, that's me. I'm the same old G, right? You connect to me. Here's your certificate, son. That's me. I don't talk to the backend server. Terminate, talk to me. And then if you're trusted, obviously, most of the time, the layer, this layer of proxying is trusted. So you're going to talk to it. And then, and then essentially uh, communicate with the client, and then you trust it, and you continue, right? And then talk about TLS pass through. I don't trust my load balancer. I don't want. I want. I don't. I want my backend servers already HTTPS. Why should I terminate? And I don't want caching. I'm doing enough caching on the backend. Please, you are dumb proxy. Just forward my packets and shut up. Okay. That's when we want to use TLS pass-through, which is the mode that's called TCP mode, right? So the, my backend is TLS, and the HA proxy just proxies the packets directly, right? And the moment it proxies the packet, it creates a single end-to-end -end TCP connection. So even the handshake happens end-to-end. -end. And the proxies just say, boop, 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 just forwards the connections immediately, okay? And this becomes kind of a sticky thing, right? Not really called sticky, but if I'm connecting, if I'm at the layer four, I better forward everything. I create a NAT table, essentially. It's, I know it's a very primitive way of describing it, but a network address translation at the HA proxy level, one implementation at least. I don't know what's the internal implementation, but I think this is one of them. You can create a, an IP, a table that says, hey, this IP address goes to the server, just like the router does, right? This IP address goes to this server. This IP address do, from this port goes to this IP address to this port. So internal port is really important here as well. There's no caching. L4, ACL only. So you can play with the IP. That's pretty much it. It's more secure because, well, I'm not looking at your data, right? It's your proxy. In this case, also doesn't need a certification, which is beautiful. So if you backend server has a HTTPS, we only need that thing, the back end, 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 end certification. We, I don't need to put a certification on my HA proxy. But in our example, we're going to use the TLS termination. Finally, the cool part, HA proxy installation. Let's go through this, guys, right? I'm going to install HA proxy, right? I'm going to use Mac for this. So I'm going to use Brew, which is this thing that installs stuff, right? You can pretty much do the same... Uh, tutorial with with uh, with Ubuntu or Raspberry Pi or anything like that right just is the only difference really is just the installation of the stuff right install the proxy then we're gonna do a simple front end on port 80 
right? And then we're gonna have some backend with many servers. Because I, I have I have spun up a multiple application. We're gonna spin up multiple uh, lightweight applications that I've created that just do simple stuff. And then we're gonna round robin through them. We're gonna do a conditional app one, app two. If we go to app one, we're gonna go to this set of servers. If the user goes to app two, we're gonna go to these user servers. And we're gonna prevent admin access. We're gonna show you how to do that. And uh, almost there, we're gonna do HTTPS, right? We're going to show how to do enable HTTPS on HAProxy. We're going to use Let's Encrypt for that. Beautiful, beautiful certificate of authority for free. We're going to also use, obviously, uh, noip.com to get us like a bogus DNS, right? Because I'm going to connect it to my Mac, right? And finally, we're going to go in HTTP2. We're going to enable HTTP2. Let's just jump into it. All right, guys. What do we want to do first? First of all, I'm going to spin up... Let's say four applications that I have written before. I'm not going to go through the process because I've, I've done it. I'm going to reference the video here. You can go check it out. But essentially, I have a, a Docker image that I created with an application that listens on certain port. I'm going to spin up four applications of those. Then I'm going to spin them on different ports. So how about we do that? So I'm going to do Docker run dash P. And the first application I'm going to run it on port 2222, right? The application itself is running on port 9999, okay? But the exposed port is actually 2222, okay? And uh, I want to make it detached and uh, environment variable so we can know what application is this. I'm going to call it 2222 so we can know, right? And then call node app. And then spin it up. We have one application. Let's spin up application 3333, right? On three 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 three. Let's do four 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 four. Almost there. These are just literally express applications listening on certain ports and just app one. I'm gonna show you that now in, in a second, right? So I have four applications. Let's go to the browser and show it to you. So two 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 three 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 four 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 five five five. It's all running on my machine, on the Docker instances, right? On Hussein Mac, which is localhost, right? So if I go to the browser and say localhost 2222, you can say that this is the application, localhost 2222, app ID 2222, homepage, says hello, right? If I do slash app1, there's an application on that called app1, says, hey, app1, page say hello. It's very simple, right? If I do app2, it says app two page. And finally, admin, right? And the admin page, I say just like replay, like, hey, very few people should see this. Very simple thing. So if I do 3333, app one, same thing. If I do 4444, same thing, 5555. It just tells me the application number. It's very simple. And I deliberately printed out the application so I can know which application I'm hitting, okay? It's boring, right? It's very boring. I'm, I, I'm not going to give you, my users, these uh, uh, ports, right? It's very ugly. So what do we do? What we do, guys, is we spin up HAProxy. We start balancing those stuff. Let's get into it. So go to the terminal. Let's install HAProxy. Very simple to do. In Mac, you do brew. If you don't have brew, just install brew on your Mac. Very simple. Once you have that, you do install brew install HAProxy. Okay, as simple as that. And in in, uh, in Ubuntu, it's I think apt get HAProxy. 
right? And uh, once you have it, you have it. I have, as of making of this video, it's version 2.0.10. Pretty good enough, right? It works. Now I have a proxy. What do I need to do? HIProxy doesn't run without configuration. You have to configure something, okay? Let's create a configuration folder. Let's gonna create a folder here called make directory. I'm gonna call it uh, proxy, right? Clear. So I have a folder called proxy and I'm gonna create a test.cfg file, okay? I'm using Vim for that, but you can use VS Code. You can use any of your favorite editor, okay? And here's what we need to do, guys. Remember, remember what we have. What is what matters with HAProxy? There is a front end, there is a back end. Guys, if you have watched some uh, HAProxies, I will read the document. There are also default and global. I'm not going to explain that because I find them confusing, okay? Because it just muddies the water. Let's understand what we actually need, then introduce other stuff as we need them, okay? Default and global and all that stuff and listen, right? Front end which listens to a port. That's what matters. Let's do that. I'm going to create a front end called, I don't know, HTTP 80. You can name it anything you want. Now, once you do that, the first parameter you want to do is actually bind. What are you listening on this front end so your consumers can connect to you? Well, I'm listening to port 80 because that's my vanilla port, right? So you can do either 0, 0, 0, uh, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 80, okay? Which means listen to all the interfaces that you have in your network. We can just do this, star, whatever is easy, right? Sometimes your, your application, especially in the, in the cloud, you will have multiple network interfaces as you have multiple network cards, right? And you want to know which network are you referring to. I have just the one. So I'm going to say all. Oh, Listening to this, right. What's the next thing? Remember, guys, there is a timeout, very important. In the client, it's called timeout, very simple. It's called client because the timeout here, the client, I want to disconnect the client if, it, if they don't communicate with me in 60 seconds, right? That's what it means. Very simple stuff, right? Cool. That's the front end part. Let's build one backend. Backend. You can read. I think you can read, but I'm just zooming just in case. I'm going to create a backend called all servers. This, well, this will literally have all my servers. And my servers are called server. I'm going to create a server one, server 2222. And guess what? Where is my server, server 2222? It is 127.0.0.1 because this is running the same machine. And it's running on port 2222, remember guys? That's my application that we just executed. You can either use localhost or 12700. That's one application. I want multiple ones, guys. Server, server 3333, 127.0.0.2. Sorry, 333. Server, server 4444.127.0.0.1, 4444.1. And finally, server 5555.127.0. Dot zero, dot one, five, 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 five. Cool. We have something missing here. Bunch of things actually. Okay. What? How many timers do we have backend? We have two timeouts. Timeout connect. How? 
how much do you want me to wait before I give up connecting to the server, for the backend servers, all these guys for the first time? So if I am attempt to this time, how long, how long do you want me to wait? Eh, I mean, 10 seconds is really a lot, but let's say just 10 seconds. If, if the backend doesn't respond within 10 seconds, give up, guys. Okay. And then timeout server. If I'm connecting with the backend and I made a request, how long do you want me to wait before I give up? Right. Let's say I made a request to server 333 on app one and app one was taking a long time to, to respond. I would say like, I don't know, 100 seconds, just kill the server, right? You can see that this is a very general timeout, right? As you make your backend specialized, right? You can make backends for application one, which you know it takes more time. You can have more, more timeouts. And backend one for application one, which you know is like very fast, it could be like, hey, this has to be like takes one second or two seconds. If it's more than two seconds, probably is very slow, right? And guys, I'm talking in seconds. This probably should be way less, right? If you think about it. All right. The final piece, I think, if I didn't miss anything, is the front end has nothing to do with the back end. How do I connect them? Default. Default back end. What's the default back end for this front end? The default back end is all servers. And that's it. Let's save. Escape. WQ. Right. How do I run? Let's see. Hopefully, I don't have any errors. HA proxy, because we installed it, we can do that. Dash F. What configuration do you want to consume? Test.cfg. And looks like I don't have any errors. How about we go and test this thing? Localhost 80, right? Or just nothing. If I do localhost 80, I was served by the node 2222. And if I refresh, I hit the second one, but look at that, guys. This is not the round robin. You, you, Hussein, you promised that round robin. This is not round robin. I'm stuck to port three, four. Uh, I'm stuck to some nodes. Why is it like that? Very good question, right? Are we gonna come to that? Because the default uh, mode of communication is TCP. We're using HAProxy as a layer four HAProxy, as a, as a layer four proxy. That means the moment the browser communicates with the HAProxy, it says, hey, this is, a, this is a layer four. So it will forward me to one of the backends and will create a stateful TCP connection. That's the browser, right? The browser is creating a TCP because it's using HTTP, it's used TCP. The underlying TCP is now connected and it's alive because the browser wants to keep connections as alive as possible, right? So when you do that, the next request, the browser is not going to create another connection. It's going to just use the same connection, which is, has been established to a certain backend server. So that's why you always, sometimes when you refresh, sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't, because the browser has six connections to work with. This is something we talked to about, right? That's why we see it sometimes confusing here. But if you go to Telnet, Right, you see this very clear, right? Let's go to Telnet browser and let's do this. Telnet, it's clear. I'm gonna do Telnet and I'm gonna connect to 127.0.0.1 on port 80, right? And I'm connected, I am connected already because this is an HTTP server. I'm gonna do a get, right? If I do a get, see what we get? We got 3333 immediately, right? If I do it again, I do a get. I get 4444. 
If I do it again, I do again, I get five, 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 five. This time, it's actually round robining, right? It is actually round robin because every telnet is actually a new TCP socket created, right? That's why it's 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 uh, uh, it's round robining. Ringa ringa rosy, look at that, cool stuff. Now we know this is a TCP. Might as well we don't want to use TCP. How about I want to use? I want to use HTTP mode. How do you do HTTP mode? Very simple. We say that, sir, the mode is HTTP, right? If you don't specify the mode, the mode becomes TCP by default, okay? My mode is HTTP, right? And here, my mode is also, has to match, guys. You don't want a mixed mode. That's bad, right? Especially, I mean, you can have mixed mode if, if your front end and back end have the same mode, right? But... You don't have the front end connects to a back end with different modes. That's just uh, the recipe for disaster. I have no idea what will happen. Okay. Let's run it. Now it's listening. Then, boo! Refresh. Now it's more like it. It's round robining now. You know why, guys? Because the TL, the, the, the final destination here is actually a shape proxy. Browser connects to HA proxy, says, hey, connect to me. That's one connection. So the TCP connection ends at the proxy. And it says, please send me this request. And the proxy, the HA proxy have now have, have the ability to, to funnel and, and load balance because it owns that stuff, right? So once they receive a request, this is an, a new request. Every request is a new request to it because... It treats, it treats it as a stateless as possible, unlike the TCP, uh, the TCP mode, which treats it as like almost stateful. It just creates a table, NAT, and then forwards it to the always to the same backend. Here, no, it's using the actual round robin. So like, every time I refresh, every request goes to that uh, JProxy, and the JProxy funnels it to the backend, which is amazing, guys. All right? Isn't that amazing? All right, so we did that. We did the HTTP. We did the layer seven proxying. Layer seven proxying. We did the layer four proxying, right? How about we do this? How about we actually create two backends? One backend for application one and one backend for application two. So that if an application one, if someone user want to go to the application one, right? What will happen is I want it to always go to, I don't know, these two applications. 2222333 will be responsible for application one. These guys will be responsible for application two. How do I do that? If I today, if I do application one, localhost, app one. Oh, I, I just started the server. <laughs> Let's run it again. If I do that. It's still round robining on all of the servers. I don't want that. Application one, I want just 222 and 333. Okay. How do I do that? Application two, obviously, it's doing the same thing. It's just round robining on everything. Okay. I don't want that. So, what I want to do, I want to create two backends. Backend app one servers. Let's be fancier, like that. Camel case. And I'm going to create another backend called backend app2 servers. And you guessed it, right? 
I want to use for app one, connect at the same time out. For app one, I know app one should not take more than 10 seconds, right? To come to 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 execute any request. So I'm gonna use a different timeout for the server and server server two 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 one two seven dot zero dot zero dot one two 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 and then I want didn't name it correctly. Three one two seven dot zero dot zero dot one three 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 three. So that's my back end app one. And I want the timeout for app two. I know. Let's put in more than that. I don't know. 300 seconds. App 2 is just very expensive. Something I don't know. It's, click, it's prime numbers and stuff. So server 4444.127.0.0.1 and 4444. And then you do server 555.127.0.0.1. 5555. Sweet. Sweet, guys. That looks good. All that stuff is good, right? So now the all what we need is the, in the front end, we need to do a condition here, guys. And the condition is, here's the thing. I want to use an ACL, which is the access control lists, right? And I'm going to create a new control list called app1, right? This is a brand new control list called app1. And that app1 is nothing but path end. If the path ends with app1, I want you to call this request app one and if the path ends with app two i want you to call it app two and here's still this doesn't really flips the back end right and here's the cool part there is a command called use backend use underscore backend i want you to use the back end that is called app one servers which is this guy if app one if the request is of type app one then use this app one servers forgot to add one here and i want you to use app two servers if the request of type app two okay another way is that you can do the whole thing here as a curly brace i'm going to show how to do that you don't have to define it this way this is just one way to doing things right and guys, all the exa examples in the configuration, I took it and made it my own, obviously. I took it from the, uh, the actual HA proxy side documentation. I'm going to reference it below, right? And uh, I just took it and just wrote my own, essentially, ideas okay, around it. Okay, so how about we test this thing? Now, anything that goes in with app one will go to this serve backend, which is just 2, 2, and 3, 3. If it's app two, it will go to this guy to these puppies right if it's anything else it will use what the default backend which is what all the servers how about we do that save boo we get yelled at let's see what's going on tries to use incompatible tcp backend <laughs> that's what we talked about you you're using a tcp backend for an http front end i'm glad that we ran into this problem guys so the problem is here is you're using an HTTP front end, but the backend is actually TCP, right? Because that's the default, right? So how do you fix it? I want mode HTTP, okay? And I want here mode HTTP. Now, guys, the default section becomes very handy because like, hey, 
everything if i don't specify use these defaults please right that's where the defaults come in handy but i didn't want to introduce it in the beginning because it will be confusing and i think i think you agree with me guys right now you really know when to what to add right please guys do yourself a favor never copy anything and paste it and run with it right be please use collateral knowledge right anything you want to learn learn it and then understand why are you doing it this way because every code you put there's a meaning for it and when you understand it you become a better software engineer you become a better sre engineer you become a better developer never copy stuff from stack exchange i beg you guys never do this okay let's do this see no more errors because if you get an error you understand you learn that's how life works for god's sake right let's do this now now oh up to we're only round robbing from 444 and 5555 how coolish is this guys right how cool is this right and app one is actually it's just round drawing from 22 and 33 and if i do just the home page it's going through all of them Two, three, four, five. Two, three, four, five. Two, three, four, five. Two, three, four, five. Two, three, four. Okay. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. I want to do one more thing. I want to do. Uh, I didn't show the balancing algorithms. Okay. Let's say app one is a bad application that is written very statefully. Okay. I'm not saying uh, stateful applications are bad. I'm just exactly saying that stateful applications are bad. <laughs> okay. That's contradictory. Right, so app one is a stateful application and requires to be sticky, right? And that means if you connect to me for the first time from the client, right, I'm going to always forward all the requests to one and only one backend, okay? So in this case, I'm going to use the balance called, the load balancing called source, I think, okay? There is a least connect. You can play with those guys. There is a round robin is the default if I don't specify it. But the balance is called source here. That means app one Let's see. I didn't really test that, so that would be interesting. Okay, so if I go here, I'm going through all of them. If I go to app one, I didn't do, I didn't change the algorithm, so I'm uh, app two. Let's go to app two. App two, flipping. App one, stuck to three because we told HA proxy. And since my client IP address is not changing, obviously, unless I disconnect, restart my perhaps my router to get a brand new IP address that will change but as long as i have the same client ip address this is, this is going to remain the same thing okay okay probably if i connect from my phone this is going to be different right i didn't try it but i'm going to try it i might show it here okay i'm not sure but it's going to be the same thing essentially okay so that's that's the idea so we've shown this stuff we've shown all that stuff what's next guys the admin page I want to block this thing, guys. I don't want anyone to access admin. Let's do it again. I don't want anyone to access the admin from the localhost perspective, okay? I want no one to access this, really, okay? Only when they go directly to, to the application, like 55555 slash admin, they can access that. I want to do just that, right? So this, this is open. But I want to block this. How do I do this? Okay. Very simple stuff. Let's do it. Vim 
test.cfg. I'm going to copy it. Oh, by the way, guys, all this configuration will be available for you guys on the description. I'm going to do a GitHub page, all that jazz. Uh, still recording. Cool. Uh, what else? Yes. So what I want to do here is do another ACL where if the path begins with uh, admin, I want to block it. How do I do that? But I'm going to do it in a fancier way now. You can do still ACL and define like, I don't know, block admin, whatever. But you can do this one as well. HTTP, sir, HTTP request. I want to deny any request if, and you can put the ACL between brackets like that. This is exactly like that, right? All right, so what, what I want to do, if the path has in it, here's the thing, path-i-m begins with admin, I want to block that thing, okay? How do we do that? Let's, let's start to do it, okay? Run it. I do localhost. We go forbidden. That's pretty cool, guys, isn't it? So now anything that begins with admin will be blocked, right? And you can, I'm going to reference all these ACLs, guys, all right? You can do so much stuff with HAProxy. It's amazing, guys, really, for an open source software, man. Kudos for everyone who worked on this beast of a software. All right, so, but if I do, I can access that directly. And probably if you have access to the backend server, that means you are already admin, you SSH or stuff, right? But public people cannot access this stuff anymore. All right, before we jump to the other stuff, which is doing HTTPS, how about we create a domain, okay, and using go to the noip.com, create a domain, and then make it point to my public IP address, right? My public IP address connects to my router, obviously. My router, I open two port, 80 and 443, to flow through my machine, which is MAC address. So let's go show, show you that part. All right, guys, so I'm here in my router. I have done this before. You probably can do this as same, same thing, right? My device is called Hussein Mac. This is my public IP address, right, currently. And I made two rules. If it's HTTP, anyone coming to my public IP address, going through port 80, I wanted to forward it to Hussein Mac, to my machine, which is also will be running HA proxy probably on port 80. And if say they doing through 443, take them to my machine as well. So that's the two rules I have here. So if I took my public IP address now, just as it is, okay, and let's first, are we running HA proxy? Yes, we are, okay. HA proxy is running. So if I took my public IP address and do that, it works, right? Even from my 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 phone, if I did that, it works. But its public IP addresses are ugly. So what we do, we go to newip.com, create a domain for us, and then have that domain points to the IP address. All right, so this is probably the easiest thing. Go to noip.com, guys, and uh, just sign in, it's free. And what I'm going to do here is create a host name, essentially. I'm going to go ahead and create a new host name, DNS, right? And uh, I don't care anything, really. Any. You get a bogus free domain, right? Because you don't care. Because you're not paying for this thing, right? So you get a bogus A record. That's what we want. We're going to create an A record host, host name. So ddns.net, I'm going to call it Hussein HA Proxy. I was Hussein Proxy. Something like that, right? Anything. I don't think anyone, there's a Hussein 
proxy.dns.net. That's my that will be my website. And we're gonna be pointing to my IP address, which we just proved it works, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and create a host name. And now this thing, if I do this, after a while, it takes time to update. I'm gonna refresh whenever it's happened, right? Whenever this updates, it's gonna take some time, but once it updates, it works immediately. It's gonna work. All right, guys. So that took about three minutes or so. <laughs> Actually, less than that. Now, I have a public website, HosseinProxy.DNS.net. It's not secure, but it's something. It's working, right? So now you have the basic pieces, right? So let's talk through this a little bit. I have a DNS on NoIP.com. That points to my public IP address, which is the, my router, my local router on my machine, here, my, my local network. My router, I configured a rule to forward port 80 and 443. Obviously, this is just port 80 because it's not secure, right? 443 will come in the future when we enable HTTPS in a minute. But port 80 forwards to my machine, which is forward to localhost, right? If I do localhost, right? That's my machine. Or just the same Mac is another thing. You can do it this way. All of them goes to my machine, right? Cool. My machine essentially goes to the HA proxy. HA proxy talks to five, four backend servers. Coolish? Coolish. How about we start enabling my HTTPS? These are the basic stuff that we need. The next step, we're going to connect to Let's Encrypt, get a certificate, get a public key, get a private key, okay? Merge them into one file, give it to HA proxy. Says HA proxy, please listen on port 443 because now you're dope like that. Okay, you're gonna listen on that thing, you're gonna start encrypting stuff for me. Okay, and then we're gonna finish HTTPS. How about that? Let's do it. Okay, so first thing you want to do is kill HA proxy now because nothing's running on port 80. So if I do if I start doing this, this will fail, right? This will stay connecting, will say connecting, and then it will just die, right? Because it's not running. Cool. What we want to do is actually install a library called Let's Encrypt. So we're going to go ahead and install it, brew and install Let's Encrypt. Encrypt. So that will install something called CertBot, which will create a certificate for us, okay? So let's go ahead and install it. I'm not sure about the commands for ABT, for uh, for Ubuntu or other time, but just look them up. It's just like we're gonna install this. Let's encrypt. I'm gonna reference the 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 libraries to do that thing. Okay. Now we have CertBot. This will allow us to generate a certificate, and the certificate is which identifies the server as a public IP as a certificate authority. Let's encrypt is a certificate authority that tells that HusseinProxy.dns.net is a legit thing that is registered with us and we know him and he's good and he's a good guy, right? So that's what the certificate is essentially. It generates two files. So let's go ahead and generate this public key, private key. And you're, if you're confused about public and private key, we made a video about encryption. I'm gonna reference it here, guys. Go check him out. I really recommend you understand that stuff. And TLS, all that stuff, I really recommend you understand how the stuff works, right? Because I once of my time, I didn't understand. I just dubbed that memory search and learned it. And I made a video so everybody can also learn because that's the goal of this channel. Everybody can learn, become a better software engineer altogether. All right. So now what we need to do is generate essentially a, a certificate. 
And in order to do that, we need to use sudo because it's going through certain directories. And these gener these, if you think about it, these private key, public key are very secure. You probably only need your root to access those stuff, right? So if you do sudo cert bot, right? Cert only. You can do cert bot because you just installed that encrypt, right, on your Mac, okay? And you do dash dash standalone. And here's the thing. You're going to get asked some questions, guys, okay? You're going to say for your password. Just want to tell you your password for that. That's the Mac password, right? Ah. I don't know why my plug is whining. Here's the thing. Now, it's asking for my email address, okay? You can leave it, but you can also, you can also put an email address. I'm going to put my email address. Feel free to contact me. It's okay, guys. And then you message just so they can email you in case something happened, right? And this is my email address. And the next stack was like, what is it? Okay, please read... First, gonna gonna agree to the uh, to the things, right? I agree, right? And the next thing is like, hey, would you be willing to share your email address with Electric? Eh, no, I don't want to share. Okay. And now, please enter your domain name, comma separated. You can have multiple domain names. What's my domain name? It's called Hussein Proxy. I hope I don't butcher it. It's called .ddns.net. And it's very critical, guys, that you're not already listening to port 80 because what this thing does, it actually listens to port 80. That, that's probably why it's running as sudo, right, as well. Because it needs to listen on port 80 so it can communicate with the lesson encrypt and it just just does some negotiations like, okay, this machine is actually HusseinProxy.DDNS.net. We believe this guy. He's cool, right? We do that. And just like that, it's just communicating, listening to port 80, and we get two beautiful things here, guys. We get this public key with this, this private key. Okay? Public key, private key. Private key, just your server knows about it. Public key, everybody should know about it. It's okay. We don't care. Okay? But here's the thing about a chain proxy that I don't really like. But sure, they work like this way. A chain proxy wants one file only they don't like the two files right so you have to merge these two files into one it's not really a big deal but what you do essentially is you cat this with this and you tee it into another file that's just a common thing right so you take the content of this take the content of this merge it write it to an file and give that file to ha proxy right so how about we do that guys okay so what we're gonna do is i'm gonna copy this guy we're gonna do sudo because all of these locations are very secure they are etsy stuff right so you cannot just exit without you so you have to need sudo right so you, sudo cat take the content of this thing right and take the content of this thing copy download this in take the content of this thing and pipe it this will give you a result, right? Because this will cat will take the content, take the content, and will give you the results and, and print it. I don't want to print it. I want to write it to another file. I want to write it to sudo t, right? T is actually write, takes the input from this first parameter and write it somewhere else. Here's what I want to write it, okay? Bad idea, but you can just decide to write it anywhere you want, right? But I'm going to write it in... A specific directory right let's do that so 
I'm going to write it to users. I'll say Nasser proxy, which is the folder we're in it. I'm going to call it haproxy.pem, which is the which is this extension, the same thing. But now, this guy have both the private key and the public key, right? And it is in the same directory. How about that, guys, right? So now, if I do ls, you have the haproxy.pem. So technically, you can go to test.cf, it's, it's a CFG, the configuration, and let's bind 443, guys, okay? I'm gonna bind, and the same, you can do the same, let's change the front end here. I call it now HTTPS and HTTP. Whatever, right, because now it's actually the 443. And here's the thing, you can stop here, but guess what? You're not gonna have any TLS, right? We want TLS, baby. We want TLS. So how do we do TLS? Very simple. Let's let's try. I'm gonna, again. All this configuration will be in the in the description, guys. Okay. So what do you do? Four four three. You bind it four four three, but you want SSL, right? And so that means you want. I don't want to call it. It says SSL, but it's actually TLS. Nobody uses SSL three version. That's bad idea. You don't want to be down. Uh, you don't do a, a, a downgrade attack, right? <laughs> that would be bad. And then CRT, okay, the certificate. Where's my certificate, man? Where is it? It's on users, Hussein Nasser, proxy. And it's called haproxy.pm. Hopefully I nailed that path, I'm not sure, okay? And that's it, really, right? That's the only thing you need just to support HTTP 1.1, right? One, one, HTTP 2 is a little bit extra parameter that we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's do that. Now if I do haproxy-f test, look at that. Oh, guys, look at that. We're getting a new message now. It says, son, 200 SSL, the default DH parameter. It says 1024 by default. If your workload permits it, bump it up to 12. What the heck does that mean? So TLS, by default, especially the latest version 1.3, which, which HA proxy thankfully supports, right? Uses Diffie-Hellman. That's what the DH stands for, Diffie-Hellman. And we talked about that in the, in the, in the encryption video and the TLS video. And Diffie-Hellman, ephemeral specifically Diffie-Hellman, uses a high, there's like a bit size of the keys, right? 1,024, 2,048, right? So the default for my computer for some reason says 1,024. HA proxy tell, telling us this is a bad idea. Because 1024, we're going to take, I don't know, five years to break, right? We want to use 20, 20, uh, 2048, so it can take 35 years to break a key. Okay, I'm being sarcastic here. But it is just a good idea to make a, your bit size as, as high as possible. Take one into consideration. That means if your processor supports it, because that's a crypto stuff, right? More bits, more power, more money, more problem, right? That's what happens, right? So if you have more money, just add more, more bits. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to shut up right now. All right, guys, we're secured now. Let's test it. All right. So this is the HTTP version, not secure. What happened if I do HTTP else? Holy moly. Look at that. I'm secure, babes. I'm secure. Valid certificate and stuff. Look at that. 
Look at that. And you can, I can access it from my phone. It's secure. Um, the certificate is valid. All that jazz. And this is public. I can give you this link and it will work, right? All the logic we did. App one. App one. Da, 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 da. Oh, see? App one is now stuck to two, 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 right? I don't know. Did I change my IP address? I don't think I remember changing it. Looks like it did. App two is doing that thing. Home is just funneling through all of that stuff. And admin is inaccessible because I'm secure. I'm, I'm sending this publicly to people, to shady people, right? You don't want shady people to access admin, right? But shady people will never have access to your local host 5555 admin, right? They don't have access to this thing anymore, right? Why is this? Oh, this is HTTPS. <laughs> so yeah. Get it, guys? All right. I'm secure, all that jazz, but here's my beef with this thing. If I go here, and I refresh, look at this thing. What century is this? HTTP 1.1? Seriously? I'm secure? And you're telling me uh, this is secure with HTTP 1.1? Boo! We want HTTP 2, babes. How do we do HTTP 2? Easy peasy, Japanesey. You go to tester config, and Mr. HA proxy version 2, I think 1.8 supports this actually, but you can just add an extra parameter here on the end. And here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to explain this thing. Okay. Application layer protocol negotiation. And we're going to talk, we talked about application layer protocol negotiation. This is the coolest thing that underappreciated protocol and the entire software engineering, okay? Nobody gives rat's ass about this protocol, but it's one of the most important thing, right? Application layer protocol negotiation is an extension of TLS. And since you're doing TLS, especially 1.3, which is what HA proxy does, we're doing it in one round trip versus two and back in one, two, right? Now, someone... I think Google, this is, I think Google creating, might be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. Google said, screw this, I don't want to negotiate my protocol after TLS, right? Because that's just another, just another request, because they say, hey, HTTP upgrade, WebSocket, HTTP upgrade, H2, right? I want to go to HTTP2, upgrade me. This stuff is nasty, guys. You do not do another request, because you will be... Uh, you will be essentially a victim, could be potentially a victim of SSL stripping, right? Because a man in the middle attack can sniff that HTTP upgrade request and say, nope, right? The server doesn't support HTTP2. Blech. And then they force the client to communicate with HTTP. And then kind of, this is a kind of downgrade attack if you think about it, right? We'll just... Uh, more like a downgrade attack, yeah. Well, for, it's, a, it's a downgrade attack, right? And also, it, it will strip the SSL in the same. It's actually both attacks, right? That's why Google said, you know what? What if part of this TLS negotiation, we said, let us do this thing during negotiation? So TLS is an extension. ALPN is an extension of TLS that can negotiate protocols during handshake. How powerful is this stuff, guys? Okay. 
And part of the ALPN, you can negotiate what? H2, which we made a video about. Because we make video about everything software engineering. Because we want to become the best software engineers on the world, guys. Okay? So you can do this, guys. ALPN, H2, right? And I want to also support, because you might want to remove this, but sure. You want to support HTTP 1.1. That's how you support both of them, right? And all of this will happen during TLS negotiation. If you, guys, if you're confused about TLS, watch the video that we did on TLS, right? It's very over. It's like a lot of people yell at me because I don't go very deep on that video, but I'm comfortable with the level I go there because I'm, I'm a software engineer. I'm not good at network engineering. I don't know how the headers look like, and I don't care, frankly, okay? I am a software engineer. I need to know how many round trips happening, and that's pretty much it, okay? If you get the general idea, and that's what matters, okay? All right, might be wrong there. Let's save this thing, and let's upgrade ourselves to HTTP 2.0. Are we HTTP 2 yet? Are we HTTP 2, sir? Or we not HTTP2? Babe, we are HTTP2, son. We are HTTP2. Done. How coolish is all this stuff, guys? All right. Go back to slide. Let's summarize this thing. Summary. Oh, my God, guys. This was awesome. Right? I'm, I'm happy I did this video. Right? I'm really happy. Right? I learned a lot. I'm going to reference all the resources, all the blogs I read during this research. So you get, you can guys like, I created all of that stuff, right? Okay. None of the examples are copy and paste. All of the examples are mine, right? All of the examples you see here are actually, I wrote to them. I never copied anything, okay? I read the ideas. I obviously, I'm, I cannot make it out of my ass. Right? I have to read, okay? Unless you're just kind of psychic, you and just understand how stuff works, right? So most of my, my stuff, I read it from the documentation, a couple of blogs, and that's it. Okay. Current and desired architecture, right? So we discussed that. That's the current. That's the desire. We want to be to enable HA proxy as a layer seven more proxy, the uh, load balancer. That's what we did. We talked about HA proxy, the front end, the back ends, all this configuration, jazz, ACLs, right? We made an HA proxy as a TCP proxy, and we saw how it works. Powerful stuff. We made HTTP proxy, a layer seven proxy as well. We talked about ACLs. We did. We blocked the admin page, <laughs> like with ACL, because now I can look, right? I can do it. If we enable TCP and we did an ACL, it will it will not work because proxy, uh, the HA proxy will not have access to the headers or or the get parameters to do that for you. TLS termination, TLS path through, powerful concepts, guys, right? And finally, we did a very lengthy example. Hope you guys enjoy this. Share it with your friends. I'm gonna break this video down into into my highlight channel if you're interested to actually like for people who just want to learn piece of it, right? Obviously, not gonna watch the whole video, but if you watch the whole video, thank you so much. Really appreciate your support. Give it a like, share with your friend. Let's make this channel reach as many people as possible so we can help change the lives, become better software engineers. We collectively become better software engineers. See you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.